Lisa K, 10 to noon on KTOE. Back on KTOE, it is middays with Lisa K. Thanks so much for hanging out with me on a Monday. Hey, we're back. I feel like it was just Friday a couple days ago, because it was, I guess. But here we go. 12 minutes after 10 o'clock and 32 degrees, the expected high today. Not too far off from that right now. We're at 27 degrees here at the Radio Ranch. And today we're checking in with my friend Les Schultz. Les is the, well, I see I don't know you as the VP of the New Ulm City Council, so that's weird for me, but... Different, yes. Good morning. hi, Les. (laughs) I said I need to talk to somebody from New Ulm. Send me some people. Well, all right. Here I am. Well, it's good to see you. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Uh, last time we talked turkey. We did. And yeah, last time we were talking about the um, the big Thanksgiving feed. Yeah, the New Ulm Community Thanksgiving dinner. We ended up with a record crowd. Over 1,300 uh, meals were served that day. Uh, we ran out a lot of stuff, which is good. It's kind of what we want to do at the end. And so it was our 35th year. Um, for the community Thanksgiving dinner. So thank you for coming and helping as well. Yeah, that was Lisa fun. Lisa served and did a nice job, brought along some friends that helped as well. Do you know the weirdest thing about that is I don't get a chance to do that, like be, be a waitress or right. serve like that. I love to volunteer. And so I like doing that was a Yeah, it would just... Because you got had, me behind the cheese curd <laughs> booth too, so... We had so many wonderful volunteers this year. It was really great. And we actually got out of there a little early, which was really nice and... Um, I think we ended up getting out of there about 4 o'clock that day, so nice. it was great. A lot of people ate. A lot of people had a, a good time. They did, and the food was great, mm-hmm. and we didn't run out of turkey, which is the big thing. I, we, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you get concerned about that. I suppose when you're feeding, we, you don't know how many people You are don't. You really don't, and you don't know how many takeouts, and you don't know how many um, people are coming in for deliveries. We kind of have that number, but you just don't know how many are going to dine in either. Right. Do you start get planning for next year already, or not? No. no. Not we yet. actually take a break. Okay. Uh, we Since we've been doing it for so long, that we know what we're doing, and we'll meet in October. Okay. Um, oh, that's wow. Yeah. Okay. People we meet once are... in October, once early November, and then that's it. And then we have a wrap-up meeting at the end to see how we, you know, because it's donations, so we want we need to see how we do with paying the bills and and we did well. We we never want to make money. We just want to get enough to pay the bill. Right. To do it again the next year. Right. Perfect. Yep. Well, I know that New Ulm was busy yesterday. I was noting, uh, well, not yesterday, but Saturday, I was noting on social media uh, while I was out and about doing my thing that there was a gigantic bagging in the street cornhole tournament going on. Yeah, it's a new, a new Y'all event. Y'all are doing a lot of stuff in the street. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and what's nice is New Ulm is, is moving. We are just trying new things. We have a wonderful new um, Chamber of Commerce uh, director who is really getting out there and got a, she's got a great board that are just trying new things. And this one was bagging in the street. And it was uh, basically a cornhole tournament or beanbag tournament. They had 58 teams. Um, they started That's at 10 a o'clock. a lot of people to come out and stand in the, in the cold. And yeah, the they did have some portable bonfires. They had some warming tents. Um, I heard they even had a hot chocolate bar. I got down there about 1 o'clock, and I think that was already wrapped up. So I think I missed that one. But <laughs> they drank all the hot they chocolate. They drank all the hot chocolate fast. It was cold. But I heard they went till about 8 o'clock at night before they finally had their winner. Oh, wow. And I didn't hear who it was. So, uh, But, yeah, it was a great event. They'll do some new things next time, probably some more food options and right. things like that. But it, it went well. Well, I think the first time after you hold a big event like that, you do. Uh, there's a, a learning curve, too. But you found that out when you did the, the spiking in the street with volleyball, right? Yeah, well, that was just a crazy event this summer when they brought in over 250 truckloads of sand and they filled an entire block down on Minnesota Street, so right in the business district, <laughs> with four, five, six inches of sand and created, I think it was 
boy, what was it, six volleyball? All the courts, yeah. Uh, courts, and away they went. And um, and that was, again, a really fun event that they learned a lot from, and I think that'll definitely be an annual event. People really enjoyed that as well. That's something totally different, bringing all that sand. And what happened to the sand afterwards? You know, they, the, uh, they guaranteed the city council that you wouldn't even know that they put sand on the street when we're done. And we kind of said, well, you kind of have to. We probably won't permit it again. Right. And they did. They did a wonderful job of cleaning it up um, and brought it right back where it came from. That's cool. Yeah. Somebody's sandbox got refilled there. That's pretty awesome. Uh, So we're going to see you at um, Bachfest is the next thing I think I'm going to see you at, right? Uh, Yeah. March 2nd is our Bachfest. It's always the first Saturday um, in March every year. And that's out at the brewery. And the Martys just do a phenomenal job with this event. Uh, Typically five, 6,000 people will come. And it's just a crazy fun event. It just is a lot of people getting out and enjoying the last bit of winter. There's big bonfires um, and uh, food, a lot of good food. There's three, three to four main stations with live music. And, and it's kind of a lot about what you wear. People like to wear goofy <laughs> outfits. And then they like to drink their beer in weird containers. And weird things. What's the weirdest thing you've seen? Uh, gas can. A, a gas, gas can. can. I saw somebody had a pink flamingo. Oh, sure, sure. And the blinking hats and the Mm -hmm. goofy clothes. And some people wear pajamas and they'll kind of create a theme. And so I bartended there the last 17 years and it's really fun. And when Target used to be open, people would go in there and buy anything that would hold liquid and then bring it out there. So (laughs) that was always always fun. Now you have to bring it from home. Now you got to bring it from somewhere else. Figure it out. Figure it out. Right. We're going to talk a little economic development today. I know you said that's not exciting, but I think it is exciting (laughs) because uh, people want to know what's going on and why that's there and when that's coming down and everything. Um, and, and they it, hear rumors. Right. They hear a lot of rumors. And so I like to give the the microphone over to the people that actually know. Uh, and one of the biggest questions that you've been asked about is George's Ballroom. Yeah, George's Ballroom, for those of you that don't know New Ulm, it's, it's been around and since the 50s. It was one of the largest dance hall uh, places in southern Minnesota. Some of the major bands, polka bands, played there. Uh, Lawrence Welk was even there for folks that remember, and remember him. And a one, and a um, two. And it's, but it's been empty <laughs> for 30 years. For One guy bought it, and he got it partially open um, for like a year or so, and then it went back under. But So there hasn't really been anything going on in there in over 30 years. But this allegedly had the longest bar in New Orleans, in Minnesota. It had a bowling alley, it had a bar, and a gigantic dance floor with a gigantic stage. But it's fallen into, and an apartment up on top. Okay. And But it's just fallen apart. It's, a uh, roof has partially collapsed. Um, so it's been an eyesore for a long, long time. And it's like, what are we going to do with this? It's got to go. And, and so finally, um, there's a developer that contacted us and said they want that property, but they need, obviously need some help getting that building tore down because it is full of asbestos, of mm-hmm. course, built back in the in the 50s. Um, so we've worked with the state, and, and we finally got um, a bid on demolition here in the last couple of weeks. And so now they're, uh, the city and the county are working together and to come up with uh, some financial assistance to help get this building tore down and get it uh, shovel-ready for an apartment complex that'll be going up there. Three floors, 30-some apartments. Oh, wow. Um, a great location, uh, right off the downtown. Um, 
so we're excited about making that work. So we've been talking about when is George's Ballroom coming down. Sounds like if things go well this spring, it should come down. Okay. Um, so th- there's been the joke about once it does come down, um, how many r- rodents are going to be running every different direction when that building comes down. <laughs> um, so it's like, look out neighbors for that week. Uh, who knows what's going to come running out of that building. Oh, I bet there's going to be a ton of people out there watching that. Oh, it, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's a gigantic. It come, yeah. takes up almost half of a block. I was going to say, like most yeah. of it. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's, it's a huge uh, area for sure. Nice. So in the spring, we'll be looking for that. And then apartments going up there. So that's your economic development. I like Well, and I think when you talk economic development in cities our size that are trying to grow a little bit, you need jobs, mm-hmm. you need housing, mm-hmm. and you need daycare. So we can talk a little bit more about some of the other things that are, are going on. Um, the street that I live on, up by the hospital and up behind the hospital, there was a development last year um, that was huge. It was going to be two apartment buildings, so 45, some apartments in each one, some row homes, and some twin homes. And um, unfortunately, when interest rates went up last year, the developer couldn't make it work. Mm. And so we thought the whole project was kind of done and kind of sad because it was workforce housing and we need workforce housing in New Ulm. And luckily some of the people that were involved in the developments got together and said, let's do this. So they kind of formed a new group and brought in a few new people and it looks like it's probably going to go through. Okay. Um, so the, they were meeting here in the last week and talking about that. So again, that's like over a hundred uh, rental units that'll be available in that area. So, um, so that's coming along. There's also a spot uh, where the food trucks are in New Ulm, and those lots were sold. There's three lots there, and so our food trucks got to find a new home next summer, uh, probably, um, depending on when they start. And there also is going to be <clears throat> some development there with housing. So, oh, and then there's the mall. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I know. We got housing. Great. So the mall has been, again, sitting empty forever and ever and ever. And some uh, investors have, uh, have, are working on that property. And that also will include some um, enough of, of more higher end and market rate apartments going in there. Okay. So excited about having more housing. So there's a lot of housing that I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh, we want to talk. We want to talk jobs. We want to talk what else is coming to the area. Yeah. Uh, let's take a little quick break here. Sure. We've got Les Schultz, the VP of New Ulm City Council, in with us. Back on Talk of the Town, Lisa Kay here on your midday. Thanks so much for hanging out with me and my friend Les Schultz from the New Ulm City Council. He's the vice president. Uh, Les, we're talking a little bit about um, West Ridge Place, which is a nice name for daycare. For daycare, as I mentioned early on, if you're going to grow a city at least a little bit, you have to have jobs, you have to have uh, housing, and you need daycare are the top three areas. So our Economic Development Authority said tackle daycare and said, how can we fix this? And we looked at a bunch of different models and we heard about the pod model. You ever heard about the pod I've model? I've not heard about the pod I model. I hadn't either. And when I first heard the concept, I kind of raised my eye and what? So real briefly, what it is, is we have, we bought a building, the EDA paid for a building, and we put four daycares in separate daycares. Separate businesses. Separate businesses. Owned by different people. Owned by different people, their own okay. names inside this pod model. And so, and then we charge them the least amount of rent possible, um, not because we want to make any money on it, just to pay the heat and electricity and maybe a little bit in for a maintenance budget because uh, we need to increase daycare. We were able to, uh, one person was going to quit their daycare because they didn't want to do it from their home anymore. Mm-hmm. And the other three were new. So we added about 48 daycare slots in our community, which was for our size of community, that was huge. We really needed that. Wow. Um, so... 
they just opened. Matter of fact, one doesn't open until February 1st. The other three are open and running. They just had their open house on Thursday last week. And it's pretty cool. And, and they all huh. seem to really like it and enjoy it. I got to meet uh, three out of the four um, business owners. And they're very happy with this, their their selection, their square footage, and the housing, and the how it's all set up. So it's working out really well. Wow. And so four separate businesses in one building. Yeah. And, it, and what they like is that they're, they're running their own business. Mm-hmm. It's not a facility. Mm-hmm. And there's different rules and different licenses by the state. So they're licensed as an independent daycare, uh, home daycare out of this business. So it's kind of unique and it's a perfect setup. The driveway's easy to get in and out of. It's right behind Cashwise, so people know where that is. Oh, okay. It's out on that Westridge Street. That's why we called it that. Right. Are they responsible for their own marketing then? Like yep. I can Everything. only imagine that, um, you know, if, if daycare is such a need that you would that the Development Commission would go through that to get them some daycare. Are they full already? They, Do they you know? They filled up right away. They yes. did? Yep. One's got us some changeover, so new, some people, family moving out, so they have a few openings right now, but they were full. So, it, yeah, it's, it's a great need in New Elm. People love the location. They People love this concept. Um, so it's working out really well, and the EDA is pretty, pretty excited. So we'll see how it goes. You know, we got a little bit of time yet to... See maybe how it be, works. Maybe, where'd you find the pod idea? Um, I mean, is boy, somebody else question. doing this? Some... I just remember it came up in a general discussion that we had because we talked about maybe using church basements or maybe part of a school. Uh, yeah, that's and, pretty common that I've and seen. And so we looked at those options and they just didn't work for our, what we wanted. And the pod model came up and we were like, wow, oh. this is kind of a cool idea. And, and so we're getting some national news. Amy Klobuchar is very interested in coming out to take a look at it. Okay. She thinks it's something that could be duplicated um, nationwide. So well, that's excited. exciting. Yeah. So And then during the open house, we had people from Lamberton and, oh, man, there was another city there that we're looking at the pod model to bring back to their communities. So, yeah. Trailblazers. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. My goodness. Well, I, you know. If you can stick around, we want to talk. Can you stick around? Do you think you have time? Uh, I'll stick around for a little, a little bit. A yeah. little bit. A little bit with less here. Talk loans. Uh, we'll talk money. Yeah, because uh, I was just going to say those people that decided to open up those daycares are going to need, they, they probably needed money to yeah, start their small business. Sure. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that we're going to tackle here with the city of New Ulm, Les Schultz in. We're going to head off to the Radio Mankato News and Sports Department here in just a few. Well, not a few. A few seconds, maybe. That's Lisa Kay on your midday. You're on KTOE. Thanks for listening. Lisa Kay in the midday on KTOE. Here we are back on KTOE after a little break. Les Schultz, the VP of New Ulm City Council, in studio with me. Hey, Les, uh, we want to know a little bit before we get into more economic development stuff, but the um, Herman Monument reconstruction that's Yeah, that happening. that's the other thing, Lisa, that we get a lot of questions on. The base of Herman Monument. So Herman is in good shape. We took him down in early 2004 or five, yeah. I believe, and fixed them all up and put them back up on the pedestal. But the pedestal is falling apart now and falling apart pretty quickly. So it's making people really nervous that we need to redo that base. And that's going to be a multi-million dollar project. Um, so the city and the park and rec department have been working pretty hard on a plan. And it's basically a 10-year plan. Mm. So to help get some federal funding, some state funding, um, local funding, and start getting to work on replacing the entire base of the Herman Monument. Right. Um, so the, it, like I said, a multi-million dollar project. So then this year, next year will be... A, um, finishing that piece up, and then we're going to take Herman down, and Herman's going to be sitting on the ground for 
quite a few years while we rebuild that base. And so if you want to get up and see Herman, you're going to want to do it in the next couple of years. Uh, do it soon, right? Do it soon. Okay. Um, but it's, yeah, it needs to, there's a museum underneath Herman. A lot of people don't know that at the bottom of the base. And that's been closed now for a year. It's just not right. safe. Right. And it's safe to climb, but it's just not, uh, the as you pull up next to it and you see it, you'll see the cement starting to, um, the outside core is starting to come apart. Sure. And it's just, we just want to make sure it's safe for everybody. But it's a national attraction. I mean, it's the third largest copper statute in America. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. So Third largest. Third largest. There you go. Yeah. Uh, shout out to some of our area restaurants and uh, businesses that we, I know that you just recently uh, stopped by the rooftop restaurant, which um, it's, well, yeah, it's not, I mean, now we wouldn't want to go there because it's cold, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still go there. You, you just can can't go, go outside on the outside yes. part. But yeah, it's our, our newest venture in, com- in the community. Um, Aaron Bodie opened up this restaurant. It's above the old Ben Franklin. And so it's a small restaurant. They do um, crop-to-table type foods. Love it. And yeah, everybody's raving about the good food. And it, again, it's a smaller place, but it's it's cute and it's set up really nice. And once we, people can get out on that rooftop and overlook um, downtown busy. Minnesota Street. Yeah, they open up late in the fall, so a lot of people didn't get up there before the temperature changed. But um, that's going to be great. Um, we also have uh, the Black Frost Distillery, which is fairly new. Um, another great location. No food there, but some great cocktails. And they, um, it's a bourbon distillery. Mm-hmm. And so they're actually bourbon or brewing bourbon in the back, okay. um, which takes quite a while to get that to the, I think it's three years before you can start um, using it. But they do make their own vodka and, and rum nice. and some unique cocktails there. So, yeah, a, a shout out definitely to, to those folks as well. Um, oh, you can't, you can't do that without shouting out Sweet Haven. Oh, you got to talk about Sweet Haven Tonics. The atmosphere in that location is just phenomenal. And and um, the folks that are, are running it have the, these wonderful syrup-style ton, um, mixes yeah. that you can um, just really spice up a nice drink. And so, again, they do a very nice job in there. Um and, and again, the atmosphere, you just got to go in there and see that place. And same with Black Frost. They both are just so unique and different and bringing some new life to our community. So um, just a shout out for those places. A lot of places like that will start, uh, maybe not these places, but a lot of places will start with uh, a loan or some sort or some they're, they're needing some help, how to get my business off the ground. That's what we kind of talk about when we talk about these small business loans. Yeah. And that's one of the other things the EDA that I'm, I'm a member of, uh, Economic Development Authority, decided to come up with some loans loans a while back to help new businesses get going and to cost a lot of money to get your product and get your stuff up and running. And so we came up with a variety of different loans. I'll talk about two this morning here quickly. Um, my most favorite one is the new business one. So if you're a new business and you want to open up in our community, there's the potential of getting up to, it was $10,000, but we just, so many requests mm-hmm. that we dropped it down to 7500 so we could help more businesses. Sure. And it's up to a five-year term. Um, you have to be approved by, obviously, the local bank. You must have a true business location. Um, we give a little extra tap on the shoulder to daycares, mm-hmm. again, for our daycare needs. Um, must have 20 or less uh, full-time employees. And um, we started out this year with with um, 14 applications waiting from last year. Wow. So 14 new businesses and that's just so cool that they want it. Because a lot of these folks end up starting out kind of small and then they expand and all of a sudden now they're a storefront or they 
move on from that and get even larger. We've had a really high success rate with these uh, loans. I think we've given out over 40 loans and we've only lost a few businesses hmm. since we started doing this. So it's been just a wonderful thing. Um, but we only have so much money. Right. So if you want to get access to these funds, you've got to apply. And then um, it goes through a review process and then seeing what uh, <coughs> um, what the EDA folks have to, to say about your loan proposal. The other one we have is a home buyer assistance program. So it's another great way for folks to come into our community and move here. So first-time homebuyers only uh, can be up to 5% of the purchase price, up to $10,000. Um, it must be uh, purchased for a home inside the city limits. And they must work in the city at least 32 hours a week, have positive uh, credit history. Uh, but this loan can be used for that horrible down payment and closing costs that everybody has a problem with. We all dread that, right? Yeah. So, again, uh, that money, there is money available in that account right now. So, if people are moving to New Ulm and your first time home buyer, uh, take a look at that. Just uh, Google City of New Ulm uh, grants, and there's some opportunities for you there. Right. And you said um, a Google or visit the New Ulm website. I'm sure that there's, oh, yeah. there's or the, information yeah. on there. Same too. thing with economic, just go to the Economic Development Authority website. Um, or just the New Ulm site. It'll direct you there. It's pretty right. pretty easy site. Lots of stuff happening in New Ulm. Thank New you New so Ulm much. is on the move. It's on the move. Uh, we're going to talk New Ulm hopefully next month, too. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get in. back over here and see what, what's happening <laughs> in another month. It's not that far. <laughs> I know. It really isn't. Especially now that we have the four lane <laughs> I open. I was going to say the, the highway's open now. Yes. We're all good, right? Les Schultz, the VP of New Ulm City Council, in with a little New Ulm news today and some shout-outs to some area businesses. Go out and visit... Um, Desperately starving for a steak from Steakhouse. Oh, Georgia Steakhouse, yes. Yes. along with a lot of other places. I know. The Kaiserhof's got, I mean, there's just so many great uh, we usually food go options. To, we end up at the Kaiserhof after uh, after Bockfest. Oh, so we should. Yeah. be a good spot. Yeah, there you go. That's where you'll find us if you're wondering. <laughs> Les, good to see you. Thank you so yes, much for coming thank in. Thank you for inviting me. Enjoy the rest of the day, please. I will do that. Thank you. It's 1048. We'll be back here. KTOE. It's Lisa Kay.